Tenacious Living Radio. Awaken to Holistic Health is all about improving your health by treating the whole. Deanne Riendo, Integrative Wellness Specialist, is on a mission to serve others through education, collaboration, and connection. Awaken to Holistic Health Radio inspires you with strategies from Deanne and other holistic practitioners that will help you awaken to the possibilities of holistic health and well-being. Hello, welcome everybody to Awaken to Holistic Health. This is your host, Deanne Riendo here, and I am so excited about our guest today. Uh, Her name is Tara Steinbeck, and I discovered floating over a year ago, and Tara is the founder of the Floatique Rest Center uh, in Edmonton, and she opened up over a year ago, and she had this goal in mind to be able to provide a welcoming, clean, and safe space where people from all walks of life could experience and fall in love with the practice of floating. And I, before I kind of bring her in, I want to share with you my experience with floating, because you know when I talk about floating, people are like, what is that? And we are going to share that with you today so that when you leave this session, you will have a really good understanding of what floating is all about and the benefits of what floating can do for you. And um, if you've listened to any of our previous shows, you're aware that uh, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and floating has been a blessing for me in my healing process and being able to overcome some of the negative consequences of fibromyalgia. It's so relaxing. It's such a beautiful experience. And so I've just got this extra excitement today having Tara here to talk about floating and share with you what it's all about. So Tara, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you, Deanne. I'm so great to be here. It's so great. Yeah. So I want you to tell me a little bit about kind of your discovery of floating and why you felt so drawn to ensuring that people were aware that floating existed and you went as far as to create a business that supported doing the practice of floating. So tell me about, you know, how you, how you got wrapped into this and why you were so drawn to floating. Sure. Um, it started with my brother coming across a Joe Rogan podcast. Um, a lot of people that is where they have heard it first is, is through him. And I was kind of terrified at first. I had written a paper on sensory deprivation and how they, tried to use it as a torture technique. So when I heard about sensory deprivation tanks, they weren't very appealing to me at all. Um, I did decide to go and try one in somebody's house, though, just to give it a shot. And overcoming claustrophobia was a huge thing for me. And after I got out, there was just this sense of, of calm. And at that point, I hadn't thought of opening a business. I had just experienced it and thought on it for a couple months. Um, The more I looked into it, the more I realized that I think in Canada at the time, there were only 10 centers all across Canada and half of them were in people's homes. And so I did some more research and found out that Europe has float centers all over the place. And it would, it just made a lot of sense to me to be able to go into a space very similar to a spa to experience this and instead of 
in somebody's home. So we looked into it, went, in, went to London, England, to one of the largest float centers in the world. They have nine tanks. We discussed, my mom and dad and I, we discussed with the owners there um, the business plan and the potential of opening here in Canada. And after our trip, we drew up the business plan and decided that that was something that, that people need to do on a more regular basis. Um, a big part of what swayed me into really, really taking this to the next level was the fact that I'm a teacher by trade and I've worked with children with autism. And as soon as I found out that floating could potentially help people with autism, that was a huge, huge decision maker for me to, to really be able to finally help people that it, there aren't tons of ways, um, to, to get away from certain illnesses or diseases. And I thought if floating could do that, then it would be amazing. You know, that's so beautiful that you went through that process of, you know, being kind of fearful about the sensory deprivation idea to trying it out, you know, overcoming that fear and then seeing this real gift in, in floating. Now, I, I know you're going to give us a lot of background information about floating, but for, for the audience, can you just give kind of in a nutshell what floating is and what it looks like so people kind of know what we're talking about when we talk about the idea of floating? Yeah, absolutely. Um, floating itself is ultimately as simple as that and so much more. The body literally is floating um, in salt water and it's saturated almost to the point of where it starts crystallizing again. And so there's about a thousand pounds of Epsom salt dissolved in a thousand liters of water. And when you go inside, you literally float right on the surface and you lay back and relax in silence and in darkness. And the whole point of, of that is, as well as having the sense of touch kind of subdued because the water is kept right around body temperature um, is, is just to give your body and your mind a complete break from, from the stressors of life and just from the constant bombardment, um, especially with technology that we have nowadays. We're always busy and we're always overstimulated. And so it's ultimately just to give yourself a break from all of that. That's a great description. And, and I'm going to take it a step further as well, because people are like, well, how, where do you float in? And you, you talked about the pod. And so it's kind of like this um, oversized kind of tanning bed, almost, if you will, um, with, with the Epsom salt water in it. Is that, is that fair to describe it kind of that way? Yes, absolutely. I usually describe it as an enclosed bathtub. Yes, a, a big enclosed bathtub. Now, someone also asked me, like, what does it feel like? And I kind of described it as like, well, imagine if you were an astronaut floating in space. <laughs> and yeah. to me, that's the best way I could describe it because it's, I really felt like I was just, there was no gravity, there was no anything, and I was literally just floating there. It was amazing. So, um, you know, I, I see that, you know, more and more people are, are talking about floating and they're going to these, um, you know, floating 
uh, spas or whatever you might want to call them. And it's, it's still widely unknown, even though more and more people have heard about this. Um, can you give us some background on how floating came to be? How, how was it discovered and some of the history around it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is about 60 years old. So in the early 50s, there were scientists, uh, neurologists and psychologists that started asking the questions about how external stimulation and our senses impacted the nature of consciousness. And at the time, this is very forward thinking. Um, Through these questions kind of came a debate on what would happen to the brain or the center of consciousness when it was deprived of all sensory information. So they asked questions like, would our thoughts continue without any new new incoming information would we fall into a dreamless comatose state? And so this sounds kind of terrifying to kind of uh, experiment with and inspect, but Dr. John C. Lilly, who has a whole list of titles, he was a physician, a neuroscientist, a psychonaut, and a philosopher. Um, He wanted to find out. So he drew up the concept of the float tank in 1954 And he started his experiments actually using a dive suit in a large tank of water. And he blacked out the face mask to give the the darkness. Um, And so he immersed himself and his subjects in water. And he did this for about 20 years, conducting research this way, and discovered that not only was there not a comatose state, but once the subjects came out of the chamber, they reported feelings of intense relaxation and calm and some even reported having epiphanies of personal self-discovery and and self-realization. So in the 70s, so this is yeah, 20 years later, Lily partnered with Glennon Lee Perry to design a float tank for the general public so that these positive effects he saw in his studies could be experienced on a larger scale. So this first tank was and still is known today as the samadhi tank, and samadhi is a Sanskrit word for um, a profound state of meditation. Wow. So this has actually been around for a long time. It's amazing to think that this all started with kind of just the thought-provoking questions about, you know, how would we, how would we react to this kind of state of sensory deprivation? Um, we are actually already at 10 minutes. I feel like there's so much to share, but we're at 10 minutes already. So we've got to take a quick break, but I know that there's so much more information. And if you want to learn more about flotation therapy, please come back and join us. We'll be back in just a few minutes. I'm Jody Dyer, independent distributor for Organic Alt. Our coffee is amazing. It is, it's gourmet coffee, but the real thing that we're after is that it's infused with red reishi mushroom. Now the red reishi mushroom just is, is an incredible mushroom. It's the king of herbs. It's grown in the Wuli Mountains in China under a very strict uh, conditions. So basically what it does for a coffee is it negates the caffeine and it negates the acids. So while you're drinking your coffee, you're helping your body to repair itself. Our coffee comes in many flavors. We have a mocha, we have hot chocolate, we have a black, we have latte, and we just have a green tea and a red tea as well. You can visit me at www.jodysjava.com. That's www.jody.com 
S-J-A-V-A.com, or you could call me at 403-701-7767. Looking forward to hear from you soon. Tenacious Living Choose Your Adventure Book is a compilation of 29 true short stories showcasing the spirit of tenacity and how to build inner strength and success. Visit http tenaciousliving.org slash books to find out more. You're listening to Tenacious Living Radio. Welcome back. This is your host, Deanne Riendo, and you are tuning in to Awaken to Holistic Health. Today, we're exploring uh, flotation therapy. So consider this your flotation 101 class. Um, before the break, we, we talked about what flotation is and also a little bit about the history of it. It's actually been around a really long time. And so we... We talked about kind of how they started experimenting around flotation therapy. And now we're going to go into kind of the discovery about how they started to use Epsom salt in the in the floating process. So Tara Steinbeck is here. She is the uh, founder and owner of the Flotique Rest Center in Edmonton. And she's just got so much information about um, floating and its history. So Tara, you know, as we take this a step further, um, can you share with me um, how they started discovering the use of Epsom salt to help with the whole floating process. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think a big part of it came from mother nature's own dead sea. Uh, that's a comparison that float tanks are used to quite a bit. Um, so they knew they had to add salt to, to get that flotation effect. And I've actually read that they did initially try table salt, um, but it stung their skin quite a bit and was really uncomfortable to be in. So the next best thing for them, they tried Epsom salt, and it was a much more gentle option. And it was actually known at that time as well for its numerous health benefits. So this saltwater solution, like I said before, is near the point of saturation and it creates an extremely buoyant environment. And even if you can't float in water or in the ocean, you are 100% able to float in this solution. The act of floating itself just becomes entirely automatic and it's essentially counteracting this sense of gravity and allowing the body to relax more than ever. That's great. Now, you mentioned the Samadhi tanks were the first tanks that they had created in the 70s, but obviously they've evolved since, and now we've got all sorts of different tanks. What type of tanks are commonly used, and what would you use in a typical spa? Um, there are so many tanks out there right now. Even when I opened, and when I was looking at opening two years ago, I think there were probably half the tanks that that are available um, today. And so in Flotique, we actually use dream pods and they're six feet long or sorry, six feet wide by eight feet long. And they offer a little bit more room. And because they're shaped like eggs, you're able to kind of stretch out on the sides a little bit easier with, uh, without bumping into the edge. And we're finding that a lot of the new tanks that are coming out are this shape to kind of allow floaters to stretch out a little bit more. 
Now, we've talked about these pods and kind of being enclosed in a pod. And I know that people are probably sitting there thinking about, okay, I'm going to be in water, in silence, in the dark, and enclosed in a small space. So I'm sure some people are thinking like, okay, this is so not for me. I don't want to be closed in. Is this a common feeling that people have? And is it something that will prevent people from floating? Do you find that people can kind of get over this kind of fear of being kind of closed in in the dark and being in water and not being able to float and all that? Um, can you can you share, you know, how um, people might be able to get over this? Absolutely. Um, claustrophobia is a very common thing that people ask about when they first come into us. Um, I mentioned earlier that I myself was even very claustrophobic. I went through a period of about two years where I didn't go on elevators. I couldn't sleep in sleeping bags. I couldn't even wear turtlenecks without feeling like I was suffocating. Um, my first float was during that two years, but I definitely had some of those residual fears. And I did need to keep a towel in the lid to keep it propped open. And eventually it moved its way out after about 10 or 15 minutes, which was a huge thing for me. And I find that most people that come in experience that same thing. They are able to overcome that. But I think it's important for people to know that claustrophobia is a very real fear for people to face. And in float tanks, you are literally facing it head on. And I think one of the biggest things to remember is that most of the fear itself stems from not being able to be in control of the environment and, and having no escape. So there are open float tanks that aren't enclosed at all, but they are kind of rare and they might be difficult to find in most float centers. So um, any float tanks or pods with lids, never they never seal or lock shut. Ultimately, it's a door like one you would use to exit a mall when it's closed, you push it open and you get out. And it's that simple. There are ways that you can float with the doors open and the lights on. And it's just really, really important for people to remember that floating is meant to dissolve your stress, not add to it. The environment that the float tank is in should be set to your comfort level and you get to be in control of that. Well, I think that probably helps ease a lot of people's minds. And, you know, I myself never had issues with claustrophobia, but I could see how that would be a little bit uncomfortable, um, you know, and, and a bit fearful for people kind of going in. Um, I know for myself, um, you know, the float tanks are so easy to just open the lid, get in and out of. Um, and like you said, if someone is kind of got that concern I mean you propped yours open with a towel or what have you so there's opportunity to be able to do that and kind of ease yourself into it right oh yeah absolutely and ultimately there's no right or wrong way to float there's the suggested way which is obviously with the door closed and the lights off so you get the the sensory reduction aspect of it but if you're not ready for that then you don't have to do it either way you're still floating and we love you for it. All float centers um, have the same view on that. So That's great. And, and the fact that you can turn lights on or off and you have a preference on that, I think, helps give people more control as well. So that's wonderful. So let's take this to the next step. So, okay, so now a person gets in the tank. Now what happens to that person as they begin to float? 
yeah, some of the physical things that happen, um, the low gravity environment is a very unique experience and it provides intense relaxation to the body, allowing it to recoup faster and more thoroughly. So the body gets to decompress and realign itself. There's an increase in, in blood flow, which allows the muscles and joints to relax. And because of that, it helps repair muscle tissues quicker. It reduces stiffness, decreases muscle spasms, eases joint pain, can help decrease frequency and intensity of headaches. Um, your immune system gets a little bit of a, a break so it can boost itself. And these types of things are, are beneficial for everyone, but especially people with injuries, chronic pain, jet lag, pregnancy, or those who are training. Wow. So, I mean, really, like you said, anyone can use this. Is, is there, are there any contraindications or is there any people that shouldn't go in float tanks? Um, the only suggestions that, that we really have are um, those who may suffer from epilepsy, that's just something that, you know, we like to be aware of. And um, ultimately, uh, if there's any questions with that or if it's unmedicated, the person has to feel 100% confident that, that they will be safe in there. Um, another thing is during the first trimester of pregnancy, um, we just, again, it's, it's all dependent on the person. But if there's ever any questions regarding that, it's never... A bad idea to to ask a medical or ask your doctor about it first but those Perfect. are the two big ones okay so really not not too many that you that can't you know go for it no now you talked about the physical impact on our bodies and how many benefits like amazing benefits there are on the physical aspect now what about our minds you know what happens to us kind of on that more spiritual mental emotional level yeah, so this reduction of stimulation to the senses that we've been talking about, um, that goes all the way to the brain. And you're, it allows the mind to just enter a deeply relaxed state. So a lot of people also think that this relaxed relax state will, um, you'll stop thinking. And, and that's not the case at all. There's active rest, and that's where you are relaxed, but you're you're still thinking about things. And what it just means is that for once the brain isn't being bombarded, it's able to leave that incredibly stressful fight or flight state that our modern society constantly has us in. And many people don't and won't completely stop thinking during a float. It becomes a perfect time though for quiet reflection, personal awareness, visualizations, meditation, creative insight, and even problem solving. You know, I, I know for myself, you know, I've gone floating several times now, and each experience has been a bit different for me. But what I did find was that I would kind of go through cycles. So I would get in there, and I'd get comfortable, and i kind of get into this kind of nice meditative state. And then my mind would take me somewhere else, and I'd start thinking about this and that and the other thing. And then I'd go back into kind of the more meditative state, and I'd, you know, start kind of 
I would call it daydreaming, that sort of thing. And I went through this cycle and I remember at some point thinking like, geez, 90 minutes, I have to sit in this float tank for 90 minutes. How am I going to sit here for 90 minutes or lay here for 90 minutes? And by the time my sessions, every time this happened, and by the time my sessions were over, I remember thinking to myself, oh, it's over already? (laughs) So I just wanted to bring that up because it's such an important piece because, you know, I've had many people say to me, well, I don't think I could do that for 90 minutes. It's just too long. And you would be amazed. Your body, it's like it just thrives in that environment and it's almost like it wants more by the end of it. Would you agree that that people have shared a similar experience that I had? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important to note as well that everyone's float is a little bit different from time to time. And I think that really depends on you and, and, and what you're going through at that time. If you've had a super stressful week or if you've kind of had a week off on vacation, I think it all changes. But um, once the, the lights are off and you get into that relaxed zone, you, you can't really tell how much time has passed at all. And there are a few stages that people go through exactly like you were explaining, Deanne, that, um, you know, halfway through, you kind of wonder how long you've been in there because it feels like a lifetime. And then all of a sudden it ends and you wish you had more time. Yeah, it's it's a really cool experience. And I just highly recommend it to anybody that's, you know, been curious about flotation therapy. Now, I guess another question might be for people is, okay, so I, you know, I go and try this floating thing. Is there an adjustment period that people have to go, go through when they're trying to, you know, they're experimenting with floating? There absolutely is. It's so new and such a different environment than we are used to. Um, and I actually came across a perfect quote to explain why. And it's try a thing you haven't done three times, once to get over the fear of doing it, twice to learn how to do it, and a third time to figure out whether you like it or not. And I think that's a really important thing, not just with floating, but anything new that you're trying. Um, and even after that magical third float, it's important to remember that it is a practice and it's ongoing and you'll always discover something new about yourself or about the float every single time you use it. And it's a, it's an adventure really. So I think the key thing to remember is that the magic isn't in the float tanks. You are the variable and you are ultimately the magic. Wow. What a, what a beautiful um, phrase to really kind of wrap up with because um, it's so true. You know, we all have um, such amazing capabilities within us, capabilities to heal, uh, capabilities to really shift our, our own understanding on spiritual, emotional, and physical levels. And I think floating really provides that um, environment and that space for people to to heal, to grow, to have deeper understanding. So, you know what? I can't believe it, but 25 minutes has already gone past. Can you believe that, Tara? No, that flew by. It sure did. Well, you know, I know that there's so much more that you can share with us about floating. And I'm excited to say you're going to come back again, aren't you? I sure am. Yeah, we're going to do a second, a second session here. Great. And a little sneak peek about what we're going to talk about next time. 
Um, I think we're going to delve more into maybe it'll be flotation therapy 202. So a little bit more, we kind of just scratch the surface of a, of a lot of things. So more of the benefits and more about why we can float and maybe some celebrities and, and who floats and who actually uses this therapy on a regular basis. Well, that's great. This was so informative. I've, I learned a lot and I hope all of you listening have learned uh, a lot more about flotation therapy and the benefits for you. So Tara, thank you so much for coming again. Tara is the founder of the Flotique Rest Center in Edmonton. Be sure to go and check it out. It's an amazing thing to experience. Um, thank you, Tara, so much for your time. It was such a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much, Deanne. It was great to be here. Thanks, everyone. Stay tuned for our next episode on Awaken to Holistic Health. I'm your host, Deanne Riendo, and thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye for now. This program was sponsored by Your Holistic Earth. YHE is a holistic online marketplace that provides a world of services and resources for a healthier and happier you. Take the first step. Visit www.yourholisticearth.ca and awaken to holistic health.